Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Go On An Adventure. Again, thank you all for who've been listening these last four, sorry, not four weeks, oh my gosh, these last eight weeks. We're on our ninth episode, so this will be week nine and I'm super excited. Um, got some listeners in the US and I've got a bunch of them in Europe and Russia and I'm really excited for that. That That's a big excitement for me. Um, so to all of you, thank you so much for listening. You've really made my day when it comes to this. Um, and it makes me super excited. We are now here in the summer. It's a good, you know, June, start of summer, you know. Um, weather's different all over the world. It's weird all over the U.S. Uh, we had snow in Colorado literally last month. And that's just weird. Where I'm at, I live in a desert, and we haven't even actually hit our summer weather yet. So, I'm not complaining. It can get up to, like, 125 here, and I'm not for it. So, we could keep the cool weather coming. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> so, um, with the summer being here, uh, I'm going to try to make sure I keep up on the podcasts every Sunday. I have them set to post every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time in the United States. Um... So that way everyone has a chance to listen to them relatively early. Uh, but I work a lot in the summer. Uh, <laughs> I tend to work a lot of jobs in the summer in the wintertime. Uh, just so, you know, keep up on bills. Inflation is crazy. Um, and with that, I end up going out of town a lot, doing events, uh, working for Casey Brand Kettle Corn or Popcorn Northwest. We have both names. Um, it uh, For gourmet popcorn, for all your gourmet and delicious kettle corn and popcorn needs. So, uh, I'll be traveling around Washington a bit, um, and just working my tail off just to make sure I can keep doing this and, you know, keep my apartment so I can keep doing this, you know, that kind of thing, that kind of cool stuff. Now, before we get started on this book review today, which I'm really excited for, um, it's a really good book. I am going to let everyone know that this review is going to specifically be 18 and older. The reason why I say that isn't even so much language as much as this book has some really adult themes and by adult themes i'm not even talking sexual there's no spice in this whatsoever um i'm talking actual intense scenes that can actually be triggering uh very much disturbing for children uh and even young teenagers uh it was disturbing in some aspects for me but it was a really good read um and i'm 28 years old so that tells you something those who are easily triggered by anything having to do with, um, I apologize, harsh words, but anything having to do with rape, with mutilation, with death, um, this is not a book for you, and this is not a review for you. Um, it will be heavily talked about in this book. Um, so, warning right now, if this is not something you can do, time to turn away. Um, and as much as I don't want people to not listen to my podcast, there are some things where I totally understand you can't do. I'm the same way with certain things. Totally understand. All right. That being said, we're going to go ahead and dive in here. So the book that I'm going to be talking about today is called The Poppy War. It's been heavily um, rated on book talk, on just different platforms honestly um it's a number one book in the new york uh times right now i believe or new york bestseller list um because it was really amazingly done uh the author is rf Kuang. i apologize if i've completely butchered that 
Um, but she's amazing. Uh, she's a first-time writer. Um, and the Poppy War is actually a trilogy. Uh, I'm going to be reading the other two. I had to take a break after this book because it did kind of mess with me a little bit emotionally. But it was a fantastic read, like I said. But um, R.F. Kuang is pretty awesome. She has her um, Master's of Psychology in Chinese Studies from Cambridge, as well as a Master's of Science in Contemporary Chinese Studies from Oxford and is pursuing a PhD in Eastern Asian languages and uh, litera uh, literature at Yale. So a very highly accomplished, educated woman. And the reason why I bring those accomplishments up is because of how she has done this book series um, or trilogy, especially in this book. Now, there are some things in history that we tend we tend to just kind of gloss over or we don't even know. For instance, we know a lot about our American history. We know a lot that's going on right now. We know a lot about our American past as much as America tries to cover it up. We don't know much across the seas, what they went through except the basic stuff, you know, where Columbus came from, you know, what went on in Spain and everything like that. Um, I was lucky enough when I was a junior in high school, I had transferred schools and I went to this class called International Problems. By far one of the most depressing classes I have ever been into. However, I actually learned about some of the history that this author actually brings into her fictional world, which is really cool. Now, when I say really cool, I'm not saying, oh yeah, it's cool that I know about all these depressing things that happen in history. No, I say really cool because a lot of the history that she brings into this fictional world, you can ask around, not a lot of Americans actually know it, except for those that may have gone overseas or were in the military. My uncle actually knew about this history because he was a Marine that was stationed in Japan. And he actually got to learn about how the Chinese and the Japanese had issues and why. And after that class, I understand why. Now I bring that up because the Poppy War is fictitious book. It is fictitious. However, Miss Kuang uses her knowledge from these studies and from Chinese history and puts it in her book, puts it in her story. Now, I'll definitely say that there's a lot of lore that she uses and makes that lore come to life, which I am all for. I love that kind of stuff. Absolutely love it. Um, and it was, it was very fascinating. Now, this book is slow to get into and it's separated in three parts. And the chapters are not short chapters. Whereas most times you pick up a book and a chapter is like, you know, three to 10 pages, maybe 10. That's like pushing it. It's usually about three to seven. Okay. Her chapters are about 20 pages. They're pretty long chapters. The first book has about 26 chapters. It's 544 pages. Um, and it was published May of 2018. And the third and final book was published November of 2020. So it's a relatively new series, new trilogy, like just finished up within the last two years. The concept is of Asian design. Again, really interesting with that. I love it. Absolutely love it. About basically a war orphan. A war orphan who is forced into a family who obviously doesn't care about her. And what does she have to do? This family 
are essentially um, drug dealers. And guess what drug that is? Opium. Which comes from what? The poppy flower. Opium comes from poppy. Crazy, right? So kind of a little bit of telltale sign there. Now, she learns of not necessarily abilities that she has, but she's not who she thinks she is. And a bloodline that's within her that is quite fearsome and quite crazy. And she, to get out of this home, she has to test into, uh, take this really, really big test that's usually designed to, you know, keep the lower caste system at the lower bottom level and the higher caste system higher. She studies nonstop for this test for a chance to get out because she wants to go not just out of there. She wants to go to a specific academy that trains you to be soldiers. Now, it's not that she necessarily wants to be in the military. She just wants out because her other option is to be married at 15 to some, like, uh, politician, basically. Uh, as she described it, fat, grungy politician where the only thing that she's supposed to do or is expected to do is essentially sleep with him, give him babies, and provide him opium so she doesn't have to deal with it. Not, not a happy, you know, future that she's looking at either way. So she's like, I'm going to test to go into this military. And you know what? I'm going to get in. She studies day and night to get into this. And not only does she get in, but she is the highest score in her region, which is unheard of. There's, you know, a big investigation because they're like, you know, who'd you pay to, you know, cheat? How'd you cheat? And blah, blah, blah. Because there's no way you, someone of the lower caste system, could get in. But she gets in. And she goes through her trials in this academy and everything. Now, she gets this teacher who's the teacher of lore. The professor of lore, right? Master, whatever you want to call it. And she doesn't understand what, what's lore. He basically opens up her mind to essentially the universe, to the gods, to um, spirituality. And not just that, but to be essentially a shaman. Now... It's because of what happens and the testing of this school that gets her to that point because there's something inside her, like a burning, well, burning sensation. It could be a way to, you know, describe it, but it has, it's something old. Now, I'm going to skip so much. A lot of stuff happens that requires her to be exactly what she was trained to be. There, a war breaks out and it devastates the school because these children are essentially required to fight and many die many of the soldiers die many of the children die that's not the part that's going to be kind of crazy she essentially gets sent to a quote-unquote part of the military but it's a special type of military people like her who are shamans well they find out that their enemy the federation which by the way, is historically accurate in the fact that there was the, I think, Mugen Federation in Chinese history um, that she added, which was really cool, um, where they weren't actually after a specific area, but another area. And this one town that they were attacking was just a ploy. And so they go to this city, and what they see is absolutely not even just heart-wrenching um disturbing on so many levels 
this is where I'm going to say it's triggering. And I'll even give you the specific chapter. It's chapter 22. And it's historically accurate. And by historically accurate, I mean she actually quoted, I believe, different historians on something that happened in China. Now, this event specifically that she's describing is uh, the event that happened in 1937 in China during World War II. Here's a fun fact. There was more than one Holocaust. One in Europe, and then there was one in China. That Holocaust in China was called the Rape of Nanjing, also known as Nanking. And the reason why I say that is that's how I learned it was the Rape of Nanking. I learned this when I was 17 years old. And it crushed me. And she goes into detail on what happened. When they walk into this city, um, man, I have never heard of so many different ways to torture and kill a person. And it wasn't just your basic explanation of someone who was tortured and killing, like, you know, yeah, they pulled off his fingernails and then, you know, they slit his throat kind of thing. No. Vast detail of not just what they did to the men, but the women, the children, and by children, I mean babies. And she goes into deep detail, deep detail, oh my goodness, of this absolutely tragic event. And what makes it hurt so much and so triggering for me personally, being the overly creative person that I am, when I read something so descriptive, I can see it. Not can, not only can I just see it, but I can smell the smells that they're saying. They're saying, taste what they're tasting. It's my senses are fully engaged, fully engaged. And what makes this worse is knowing the details that she's describing is something that actually happened in our own world in China. What's worse is they go through the city, through these little mountains of bodies. Mountains. They destroyed this whole city. They didn't leave people alive if they found them. Because they did find some survivors. But out of a city of, well, let's do small numbers, of, let's say, a few hundred thousand, they found a couple of hundred maybe few hundred thousand bodies just piled up rotting and not just piled up like I said she goes into great description on how they were tortured and this actually happened in our own world in China in 1937 during World War II even worse that wasn't even the worst part of it well okay it depends on how you see things. What they did to women. There's a reason why they called it the rape of Nanjing. They find survivors and one was a person that she actually trained with at the academy. And she gives her a detailed account of not what just happened to her. But the other women that they found the bodies of there. And again, 
This was an account of actually what happened in China in 1937. Actually happened. And I've talked to a few people. My uncle's the only one who's told me that... I take that back. My uncle and my fiancé, who has his master's in history in general, they were the only people that I actually know who've ever even heard of this. Even heard of this. I can promise you that this next generation coming out of schools doesn't know a damn thing. Excuse my language. About what happened. Outside of what happened to in America and what happened in Europe. Because that's all we really talk about in schools. We don't go much further than that. We really don't. It's quite maddening. But the detail that she gives is what makes this book so exemplary. Now, I know what I just told you is really just like, doesn't necessarily want you to read it. I'm telling you this as a warning. I highly recommend this book. Five out of five. Ten out of ten. Not just because of the story, but how well she writes it. The detail is fantastic, even if in some sections it's grotesque, because it actually happened. Everything that happens after that, through that, is absolutely amazing what she did, how she wrote it. And even though I needed to take a break uh, from the book, I'm excited for the next book, which is The Dragon Republic. And I have it. I read The Poppy War, found out it was a trilogy through TikTok, and I went, I now need to go get the other two. <laughs> and I was only partially through The Poppy War. I hadn't even finished it yet. And I found it was a trilogy, and I was like, well, now I gotta go get the other ones. And so I got them at Barnes & Noble, and here I am now. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely a book to, at the very least, read once. Because she's a very talented writer, and I can't wait to see what else she does. She does have another book um, in progress right now. It's called The Book of Babel uh, in the works. Um, and I don't know much about it, so I can't tell you uh, much more on that one. But to look forward to it. Uh, especially if you do enjoy this trilogy. Um, I, once I read book two, I will let you all know about it. I will, because if there's any more triggers, I would rather give you guys a warning before you read it because like i said that that book that chapter was very triggering and i'm don't read it at night <laughs> i made that mistake i finished it i ended up finishing it but uh i read that scene at about 11:45 at night yeah not the best thing to do but of course because i read that so late i had to finish the book there was only a few more chapters like there's only four more chapters it's still like 50 pages but i might as well finish it i started it let's go so that's what i did again 10 out of 10 with this book and i can't wait to read the other two um and i will do like i said i will do a review on each one just to make sure if there's anything triggering i can let you guys know um before you pick up that book I personally would have liked to know if the book was triggering. Um, I saw the review uh, through TikTok, which is what made me read it. But all I saw was, you know, the whole, you know, I can't believe I love this book so much and, you know, emotional damage kind of thing. When I see that, I'm like, oh, character died or, you know, your favorite character died or whatever, blah, 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 that kind of thing. You know, 
I get that too. I feel like, you know, emotional damage every time my favorite character died or, you know, the guy that, you know, was supposed to be the good guy turns out to the be, be the villain. Oh, my heart kind of thing. So that's what I assumed. Uh, I was not assuming to be wrecked on such a level. <laughs> um, but it is definitely something worth reading. Again, this is a age group of 18 plus minimum minimum not younger i do not recommend this book to anyone younger than the age of 18 now granted that is my recommendation people allow their kids to read whatever they want to read um everyone has their own rules in their house and that's totally fine to save yourself heartache and possible nightmares or anything else when it comes to your kids i am telling you i recommend this for the minimum of 18. And again, like I said in my last video, we don't need to ban books. We need to pay more attention to what our children are reading. If you are worried about what your kid is reading, read it first or at the very, very minimum, look at the reviews and read them extensively so you know what your child is getting into. Because this is a good book. This truly is. I, I would read it again, actually. I really would. Once I finish the rest of it, it is something that I would read again. And it's actually something I got my fiance to read because, like I said, he's a history major. And he's enjoying it. He's actually really enjoying it. And he loves the detail that she did put in it for the different histories that happened in China. And he found it really interesting. So he loved how she did that. Now, like I said, this is a newer author, so she doesn't have a whole lot. Um, she has these three books and then the other one in the works. Um, outside of that, really no written works. Um... But, I mean, she's she's been busy with school. I mean, she, you know, she has her master, two masters and is working on a PhD. So, she's <laughs> she doesn't have a whole lot of time. So, um, well, that'll be it for today, guys. Thank you again for making this podcast as awesome as it has been. Um, I am going to try to keep up on it as much as possible to make sure you all get you know what what you want from this podcast as much as possible uh i enjoy doing it i hope you enjoy listening and until next time guys i hope this takes you on your next adventure have a good one guys